Hello, you're listening to a very special episode of the CDZ of Movies, uh, where we go transcontinental for the first time. My name is Colin, uh, I'm the C, and joining me from the other side of the world is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello from Asia. There you go. How does it feel to be uh, be back in Malaysia? It's a bit weird that it's um, warm in December. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm getting used to it. I'm well, it's uh, not only our first ever transcontinental episode, it's also a, a Christmas special, because, you know, it's kind of nearly Christmas, sort of. It is, it is. Colin, Colin, Colin. Yes, Tijan. What's the most popular Christmas wine? The most popular Christmas wine. I can do this. I always, whenever I have these kind of Christmas cracker jokes, I always want to see if I can work them out. Um, wine, champagne, no, uh, no, I can't do it. Tell me. I don't like Brussels sprouts. Oh, that's a good joke. That is a good joke. <laughs> we need a symbol here. I've got so many more. Okay. Well, maybe throughout the episode, we will be hearing uh, some more Christmas cracker jokes. Um, we will also be talking about news as ever. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the films of Nicolas Cage. Uh, as, as mentioned, we'll be looking at Christmas movies. Uh, there'll be a quiz on Harry Potter and there will be much, much more. Um, it's been an incredibly slow fortnight for news, has it not, Zijan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me about it. It's just been very, very quiet for the past two weeks. I, I had to, like, dig out the wretches of <laughs> film news to be able to come up with yeah. three. I've got three, and they're, like, they're not big news either. Yeah, stuff that I would generally ignore, I've been been writing down copiously. Um, well, why don't you lead us off? Give, give us your best news. Oh, really? Oh, well, it's a good thing that the new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy came out today. Yes. Have you seen it? I have. That's, thank that's, God for that. I was like, oh. That's <laughs> one, of my, one of my list gone already, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer came out today. I think it's a proper trailer this time around and not the teaser trailer. Well, uh, this is where trailers confuse me. I saw it described as a teaser trailer. Um, was it? Well, it was quite a long trailer, wasn't it? It was. I don't really understand the definitions. I think it's teaser because it's less than two minutes or something. I don't know. Because <sighs> yes, because we had previously the look. A trailer's coming sometime soon. Here's twelve seconds of footage or something. Slightly more than that. But uh, this felt more like a real trailer, but apparently not. Who knows? Yeah. Did you like it? I did. I, actually, I liked this one a lot more than the the previous one. The previous one. I know that you liked it. I, I wasn't really feeling it. But um, yeah. No, I think this is a show. Some good comedy moments. We get to see a lot of Baby Groot. He's so funny, though. So cute, so funny. Yes, yes. If you haven't, if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, Groot is a very large tree-like creature. You can only say, "I am Groot," and, and at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, he uh, he basically became a very small creature. To baby Groot, jump. baby Groot, and he is lovely. This is, when, when we were watching Fantastic Beasts the other day, they had, they've got a little um, hornbuckle whose name escapes me, and I thought they were trying to do a baby Groot thing, and it didn't quite work for me, but this this baby Groot, I'm already in love with him, he's brilliant. <laughs> do you know what was that song that was playing in the background? Because I had no idea. No, I didn't know it. I'm sure it'll be uh, be played a lot between now and the release date. And they introduced but, a brand new character at the end as well. Uh, Mantis, isn't it? Yes. Yes, another very funny studio. She's supposed to be green in the comics, apparently. Um, but I guess they didn't want to have two green women because it would be a bit confusing. Yeah. Well, this is the same theory that... Because Drax is green in the, in the comics, isn't he? And in some incarnations, is, yeah. Right. And it's just they made him kind of bluish uh, so that when the Hulk inevitably interacts with them, we don't get confused. With all these green aliens. Why, why are aliens always green? Why is that? Is this a Christmas joke as well? Why are aliens always green? Because of the Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> it's so <laughs> bad. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. But if you, that's definitely the punchline to some joke. So if you just piece that together with a different joke, you'll be fine. Okay. I don't think you're making up your jokes as on the spot, though. I could be wrong. Of course I'm not. I don't celebrate Christmas. If you ask me for Chinese New Year jokes, Colin, which we will do okay. in our future Chinese New Year podcast... And our excellent films based around Chinese New Year. Yep, many of them. Yeah, I hope you've seen plenty. Uh, I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of Chinese cinema. I must be honest. Um, it's a good time to start. Are there, so tell, tell me a Chinese New Year joke. 
Are we just going to drag this on a little bit longer now? I think we are. I'm, I'm going to drag out until you tell me one of the apparently many, many Chinese New Year jokes that you know. No, I can't. Yeah, please don't put me on the spot. It's very awkward now. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm editing this podcast as well. That's true. You can just cut in a, a joke that you've put, made together about the year of the rat or something. Exactly. Um, see, I know my Chinese New Year's. I don't know which one we're in now or which one we're coming up to, but I can name at least you know three different types of animals. Chinese year. Yeah. Well, is there, no, is there a dragon? One's a dragon, isn't it? One's a dragon. There you go. How are we veering uh, into this topic? Well, we've got to fill this podcast somehow. There's no news. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's talk about Chinese New Year's. Um, which reminds me of a Christmas cracker joke I read some years ago. Okay. Maybe maybe two years ago. Um, and it said, um, when Father Christmas got stuck in the chimney, what illness did he suffer from? Or what did he suffer from? Is it claustrophobic? It is. He, it was. Yes, it was. Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. There you go. My answer was flu, which I thought was a much better answer, but required you to know that flu was the name of a chimney, basically, which seemed that a lot of people didn't know. Oh, well. <laughs> do you have any news, Colin? I do have some news, and it's pretty exciting. You know the uh, the Lego Batman film is coming out. <laughs> yeah, I love Lego Batman. Yeah. Yes, I bet you wanted to know. Who was going to voice Two Face? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Colin. Well, tell the, me, tell me, and well, the audience, <laughs> this piece of news that we've been waiting for so long. <laughs> Who is voicing Two Face? Finally, we know it's going to be the great Billy D. Williams. Um, wow, which is marginally interesting because he played Harvey Dent in the first Batman film but then was replaced as Two-Face in uh, by Tommy Lee Jones a bit later. So finally, finally he's getting to reprise that role and, and to voice uh, Two-Face. Well Good. done to Billy D. Williams. Me and the audience are happy with this news. There you go. That was my, that was my number one piece of news, <laughs> so it gets worse for me. <laughs> um, I know that Lucasfilms has no plans for a Star Wars Rogue 2. So the the second biggest news of the, yes. of the fortnight from you is that a particular film is not happening. Yep. <laughs> uh, I also have no plans to make a, a Star Wars Rogue too. <laughs> um, we should have led. Yeah, but the plans is for it to be a standalone, st- self-contained movie. So, which begs okay. the question: Will they all die in the end? I mean, in fairness, it's set just before Episode Four, so Rogue Two is basically just Episode Four, isn't Possibly. it? Possibly. Maybe they just die. They will die. Spoiler alert. Ma- Maybe they... Yeah, there we go. Exclusive from CZ of movies. They all maybe, die. Perhaps. Uh, maybe. <laughs> You'll find out in our podcast in two weeks' time. Yes. Also, Billy D. Williams will be playing Darth Vader. Um, it's a, that's not true. Uh, but you make a good point. Um, whilst, whilst you're celebrating Chinese Christmas or something, um, my good friend James and I will be talking about Rogue One and all things Star Wars uh, next time out. Very excited. Please don't miss my very, very nice voice, Colin. Um, I will I will play back the latest podcast to myself. This will be exciting for you, assuming that you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Because then you'll be able to hear it and think, that's how it's supposed <laughs> to happen. <laughs> well, having two British people talk about on a podcast, I've heard that so many <laughs> times before. <laughs> yeah, dear. <laughs> and our, our, first, our first, first trans-Asian, or trans-continental rather, Podcast, we're already steering away from Asia. <laughs> Disappointing. What do you have? Um, I have. I was, the, the Mummy trailer is out today, but not, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was really hoping it would have come up before, before we started recording, because then I could talk about it. Instead, all I can do is talk about the, like the literally, I think it was maybe ten or twenty seconds that they put out earlier in the week. Um, if you're new to our podcast, this doesn't really happen that often. We're usually better than this, honestly. We, we are definitely better than this. Please, please refer to our previous <laughs> podcast for, with our cornucopia of news. Oh, that's, that's the running joke now, is it? <laughs> um, so Tom Cruise is starring in The Mummy. I know it's also got Russell Crowe in it. as um, I think he's Dr. Jekyll, isn't he? And Mr. Hyde, presumably. Um, they showed a picture of someone who might be The Mummy or might just be some other character who has some eyes and then the eyes change so that there's two lots of irises in, in each eye. That's pretty creepy, right? Very creepy. 
There you go. So, well, I've pretty much described that entire trailer. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that out yet, right? So how do you... Well, that, that was that was the sneak preview, which I have seen. Ah, okay. Uh, but the, the full trailer, who knows? He's playing yeah. the mummy. Is he playing the, the bad guy? Or? Uh, I don't think Tom Cruise plays bad guys anymore. Um, oh, <laughs> I suspect he's playing some sort of monster hunter. Maybe Van Helsing. Although I thought he was a bad guy in Collateral. Exactly. He's brilliant in that. I think that was the last time he did. Um, tell you what, as we record... I will Google the Mummy to see if the trailer's come out. <laughs> it has, it, it, it has not. Um, <laughs> so let's move on to the next live for news. I have one. You got one more. Okay. I got one more. Yeah, there is. Uh, you know, we have a female-led Ghostbusters. I remember. There is a plan for a female-led Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Mm. Because the because we were going to get a twenty three Jump Street that was going to cross over with Men in Black, and that seems to have died a bit. Yeah, it's going back oh. into development apparently. Um, yeah, okay. It may stay there for a while. So right now, um, the guy who co penned twenty two Jump Street is working on a screenplay for a female lad twenty one Jump Street, and now what? hear the outrage of all men around the world. I'm I'm not I'm not outraged. I don't really care. Couldn't we just make some films that star women without having to make them adaptations of successful male-led films? That would that would be good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you look at Star Wars, Star Wars Rogue One, Force Awakens. They both had they both got female leads without anyone making a big song and dance about look look at this we're doing a female lead. It's just mm. kind of well fine. That doesn't Hollywood's running out ideas. Good. Hollywood's running out ideas. Yeah. Like. I, I, I like the fact that Force Awakens there wasn't a big campaign saying look finally we've got a woman here it's just like well why would we not it's just a different character this oh. one happens to be a woman exactly good for them I say <laughs> well done well done Star Wars you have uh, you've settled once and for all the battle of gender inequality well done Star Wars possibly <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe this is why they didn't let you have that part in the film you wanted to you? Um, for for Long-term listeners, that's a callback to when Zijan failed to audition for Star Wars film. Um, and what have they missed, man, this opportunity? They only made a billion dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what's not cool? A billion dollars. What they is could cool? have made a million more from that. They could have, they could have just from the... Just put me in a Stormtrooper shirt suit, you know. Maybe they did. Um, who knows? Um <laughs> uh, I have one more piece of news, but it's so boring that I, I'm not going to even bother saying it. Okay, let's cool. Move, let's, let's move on. Now, we uh, we once tried a little game called the Four Word Film Game uh, here on the here on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you may remember it. It didn't it didn't work brilliantly. Let's be honest. Um, but you got to try things, haven't you? Yes, we do. Try new things. Um, the idea of the game is uh, one person. Uh, has the name of a film, and they've got to try and get the other person to guess it by only saying four words. And uh, our, our house rules here are those words cannot include uh, the names of any actors or characters uh, in the film, uh, or obviously they can't include any of the names or any of the words in the title of the film. Um, we kind of generated them on the go, and you basically, dear listener, had somewhere about a minute of silence <laughs> occasionally broken <laughs> by <laughs> a few words. Again, if um, you are new to our podcast, please don't go to that one first as well. No, if, yeah. no just... Yeah, we'll, 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 that's that's not, um, not our finest moment. <laughs> but hey, you know, you know, some people will say... We're getting better-ish. <laughs> some people say learn from mistakes. We say just try it again until it works. <laughs> um, uh, but this time, uh, rather than quite so much silence, the idea is we will uh, look up well, not look at. We will have made our words. This is the worst sentence ever. We'll have prepared our words in advance. So you and I, Zijan, have both generated uh, lists of ten films using the great website uh, FindMeMovie.com or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so, the amount of silence you will hear now will not be because we're struggling to think of words; it'll just be because the other person is struggling to figure out what they're talking about. Yes. So uh, I've got my ten list. I've got two minutes on the clock. Uh, it will beep. When the two minutes is up, which I no doubt be picked up brilliantly by this microphone. Are you ready, Zijan? Let's do this. Okay. We are starting in three, two, one, go. Uh, oil, Oscars, moustache, milkshake. Um, this is milk? What? I'd focus on the oil part of what? that. Oil part of this? <laughs> Do I know this? Oil. 
Uh, skip past. Okay, skip that one. Right, next one. Mafia, informant, schmuck, amuse. <laughs> this is what I feel that I haven't watched before. Do I know this? Let's skip that skip. one as well. I've got a good thing about the third one. Rabbit, time travel, knife. Who killed Donnie? Ah, it is Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, brilliant. Yeah. Next one. Uh, zombie, comedy, Cornetto, Winchester. Uh, this is... Uh, Shadow of the Day. Brilliant. Next one's a t- tough one. Uh, zoo, Asylum, Future, Airport. Zoo, Asylum, Future, Airport. Yep. You just come up with four random words. Let's skip that one. Okay, uh, next one. Lock, stock, sequel, boxing. Raging Bull? Am no. I guessing wrong films here? <laughs> Why am I? Okay, next one. We'll move on. Um, are you not entertained? Um, I know this. This is... Uh, Dang it! This is annoying me so much. I'm, I'm, I'm basically showing my lack of film knowledge. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, let's, let's let's move on. Um, friendo, young person land. Friend, what? What's the first word? Skip that one. Okay, I got a good thing about this one. Um, <laughs> mutants prequel sequel Sentinels. Um, X Men, Days of Future Past. Um, I'll accept that answer, even though the timer buzzed as we went. Uh, well, that went well. We managed three. Yeah. In two I don't minutes. know how many. Uh, well, that was the ninth one. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, the one about oil was "There Will Be Blood." Okay. Oh yeah. Um, the the mafia one was uh, "Goodfellas." Not seen that. Um, Zoo Asylum was was twelve monkeys, which is a tough one. Mm. Um. Lockstock sequel was Snatch, which was the sequel to Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, Are You Not Entertained was Gladiator. Oh yeah, that's right. And, uh, Friendo Young Person Land um, was No Country for Old Men, which in fairness I haven't seen. Um, <laughs> but he calls people Friendo, I believe. Or at least he did in the Simpsons <laughs> take-off. Um, uh, okay. And, and Young Person Land was a clever explanation of No Country for Old Men. Uh, well, that went you, well. You, <laughs> you said that went better or worse than the first time we tried. <laughs> well, I think mine is um, doable. Okay. Yeah. Um, shall, I, shall I do the timer at this yes. end? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Um, reverse chronology memory loss. Memento. Hobbits Council Nine Ring. Lord of the Rings? Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah. Superhero. Bats, smile, coin. Oh, that's going to be one of the Batman films. I'm going to say Batman Forever. No, there's a Dark Knight. Batman and Robin. Batman Returns. Dark Knight, okay. Yeah. Uh, Cannibal, Psychiatrist, Interview, Moth. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Tiger, Lifeboat, India. The Life of, Life of Pi. Heist, Wrong, Informant, Orange. Heist, wrong informant, orange. Um, uh, reservoir. Yeah. Boy, mother, kidnapped, escape. Boy, mother, kidnapped, escape. So boy gets kidnapped, and mother involved somewhere. Uh, changeling. Nope. Nope. I think the boy uh, escaped in no, mix. Uh, schizophrenic, mathematician, game theory. Uh, that's the one with Russell Crowe. A Beautiful yeah. Mind. Silent. Actor. Dancer. Dog. Uh, that is The Artist. Yep. And last one is Animated. Vikings. Flying Creatures. Uh, animated Vikings. Flying Creatures. That's going to be something to do with dragons. This is probably a film I don't know. Uh, Peter's, P- Peter's Dragon? Nope. It's How to Train Your Dragon. Ah, there you go. And there, that's my turn. So I'm pretty sure you did better than I did. With 10 seconds on the clock. Um, although for one of them, I would... For, for the Lord of the Rings to finish with the ring, you did say ring. Oh yeah, is, that's true. There's a, 
which strikes me as cheating. Um, well, there you go. Another great segment here on the C to Z of movies. Um, how did how many did we score? Uh, I think you did much better than I did. So I think you got you got three wrong. I think the only one that you didn't get correctly was the boy mother kidnap escape one was room. Ah, of course. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. It focuses a lot on the boy mother. I didn't know what else to describe. Yeah, it that's without... a tough one. So those those the first ten films that you came up with, was it? Uh no, I skipped the ones that I've not seen. You see, I, I should have skipped some of these because I I didn't skip the ones I haven't seen, which is maybe a mistake. Um, there you go. We might try that again sometime. Well, let us if... know. But by, by the way, Colin. Yes. How many letters are in the Christmas alphabet? Uh, are there twenty five letters in the Christmas alphabet? Yes, and why is that? Because there's no L. Ding. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I do like a I do like a Christmas cracker joke. Um, right. Well, what a great segue into the uh, into the world of Christmas movies. Um, so you said you didn't celebrate Christmas. Is no, that true? We don't celebrate Christmas. Um, well, my aunt is a Christian, so we tend right. to just go to her place, and she has uh, she has to do. But in my my um, family itself, we don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, that's pretty much it, really. <laughs> but in Malaysia, are there are there Christmas celebrations? Yeah, you? we love our holidays in um, Malaysia. We love our festivals in Malaysia. So, um, okay, all our shopping malls will be decorated with shopping lights and um, Christmas trees and snow. Lots of fake snow, cause we always associate Christmas with snow. And they've been playing Little Drummer Boy over and over again because that's apparently the only Christmas tune we know. Okay. Yeah, speaking of which, we should be singing a Christmas carol right now. What's your favourite Christmas carol? Uh, my favourite Christmas carol? Oh, I I like Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. That's a very good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Another favourite. Oh, classic. Yep. In, in the Bleak Midwinter. Yeah, also I'm, a good one. I'm, I'm not going to be... Uh, be singing them unless unless I suddenly decide I want to because um, <laughs> well you know um, although I was only yesterday on the stage singing uh, various Christmas songs including Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas I love that song mm. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas even more if you'd seen me and others singing it uh, in Bristol what's your favourite Christmas carol season? Um, I like I used to like Oh Holy Night a lot okay and I like uh, I do like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas how do you feel about the, uh, the the song White Christmas? As oh. in, I'm dreaming for White Christmas? Oh. That's okay. Um, it's not particularly relatable to me, but yeah. No. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a very hot Christmas. Um, have you heard right. uh, Tim Minchin's song, uh, White Wine in the Sun? No. Yeah, so that's more relatable to me because uh, Tim Minchin is Australian okay. and you have summer Christmas as well there. That's very true. Yeah, yes. and that's a very good song. Listen to that. See, I, I will do that uh, almost immediately. Um, I was I was attempting to segue into uh, the first of the Christmas movies I have on my list, which is Holiday Inn, uh, in which the song White Christmas was was first heard. Hmm. Um, so it well, was first heard being, ever, like ever, ever. It, it was it was made for that film. And, uh, oh, okay, how old is this film? I've not heard of it. That's uh, uh, nineteen forty two. I think it was uh, released. Wow, so uh, there's a very you know, old I've, 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 I've eclectic uh, taste in films. In Christmas films, you mean? Dig, dig out some classics. Well, I, you know, I've got a few, uh, few older films in my collection, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, that one stars Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire um, as two, uh, two nodes in a in a love triangle um, with two different actresses playing the, the third part at different times because they. Basically, when the film starts, they're both in love with one woman who then heads off and they both fall in love with uh, another woman. But uh, Bing Crosby's a great singer. Fred Astaire is a great dancer. And uh, there's something of a, a contest to see who uh, whose talents she will fall for. Um, and as part of that, uh, Bing Crosby sings the song uh, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. Ah! Um, yes, it's it's, a, it's good fun. It's fairly fairly charming. Um it's not. A, it's not a deep emotional film. Neither of them seem to care too much. That for, there's a couple of times where, where women run out on their fiancés on the on the day of the wedding, and they seem to get over it pretty quickly. Is it, is it in right. black and white? It's it's definitely black and white. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although 
the the song was then used again in a film called White Christmas, imaginatively, um, which was not in black and white. Um, also starred, I think it starred Bing Crosby, but not Fred Astaire. Although possibly it starred Fred Astaire, but not Bing Crosby. I forget. One of them, I don't know. Uh, my, my theory, Dijon, is that um, all Christmas movies have a message for us. A Christmas message. Okay. Um, and what's the message for the message Holiday, for holiday Inn? Uh, is that singing is better than dancing? I think that's the message. And that's the message what, what, I'm fully on board how, how with. How is that a Christmas thing? <laughs> how, how, how is that a Christmas thing? I'm pretty sure many people will disagree with you that singing is better is, than dancing. Singing is better than dancing at Christmas. There you go. What? Um, see, I'm, I'm a keen singer. I, I love to sing, although not not on a podcast. Uh-huh. I, I very much do not dance. So I'm all, I'm all in favour of that message. It's a good message. Um, I, I want to ask you a question though uh, about this film. Not that you've seen it, but to, to put yourself in the, in their in their shoes. Uh-huh. So um, imagine that um, you own a Holiday Inn, um, which has big song and dance numbers for the various different American public holidays, uh, and you're putting on a, a celebration for Abraham Lincoln's birthday, which apparently is a big American celebration. Is it really? Uh, well, I don't know, but according to the film, it is. Um, you, you with me so far? You, yeah. 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 Imagine. It, it, Imagine too that you're going to be doing this this song and dance with a girl that you're in love with, uh-huh. and you want to avoid your friend from knowing that the girl is there because he's also in love with her, and you're worried that she's going to run off with him if he finds out that she's there. Uh huh. Yep. Pulling yourself out. Yep. But you got. Yeah. But you got to do the song and dance in front of everyone. What would you do? <laughs> do it with the girl. Okay, so, so you're doing it with the girl on stage, but you want to make sure the guy doesn't know that she's there. Oh, you don't want the guy to stage. know as well. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? It is. It's, what did he do? Well, I, I, I can tell you what the answer to a holiday in is. You black up. Um, you cover your cover your face in burnt cork and do it as a, as a black person. Because <laughs> no one can tell the difference, right, back in those days. So, it's... um. That's not really, yeah. It's probably not the solution I'd recommend. Uh, no. That's why a bit of black, blackface in 1942 was apparently not that controversial. Uh, in, in later reshowings of that film, it has quite rightly proved more controversial and that scene is usually in an Abraham Lincoln day. Yes. Huh. In fact, he was dressed as, dressed as Abraham Lincoln but with blackface. Um, Right. <laughs> let's move. Let's move on. Okay. I dare you to find a moral for my next Christmas story. My first Christmas story. Okay. Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Okay. I have seen the first hour of Gremlins once. Only the first hour. It was one of these. You know, I don't know if you did this in Malaysia. Probably not. But it, towards the Christmas at school, they'd be like, "Oh, we're not going to bother learning anything today. We'll just put a video on." Yes. But lessons only lasted an hour, so you got to see the first hour of quite a few films. And one of those is Gremlins. And do you see that every year during Christmas? The first hour of Gremlins? Uh, I've only, no, I've seen the first hour of Bad Boys, uh-huh. which is a very strange choice. Um, no, Gremlins, I've only seen the first hour once. So t- tell me all about Gremlins. So, so. Gremlins, um, so Steven Spielberg was actually the film's executive producer. And oh, the yeah. screenplay was written by Chris Columbus. So okay. um, quite a few big names there, because uh, <laughs> he just because he discovered America. He did. That's incredible. He did. Chris Columbus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's about this thing that looks like a Furby. Uh, it's right. called a Mogwai. Uh, it, right. In Chinese, it's um, it means monster, really Mogwai. Um, and there are rules um, for treating this Mogwai. You know, you're not supposed to expose it to bright lights or sunlight. You're not allowed to get it wet, and you're not allowed to feed it after midnight. And of course, Makes sense. the main protagonist, you know, um, well, accidentally um, breached the rules, and okay. some evil uh, things hatch from the Morgoy's back, and they're gremlins. Oh no. Oh no. And they cause havoc. And they cause havoc. There are quite a lot of deaths as well. It's quite a gruesome film. Yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were quite a few deaths there. The film was actually criticized for its violent sequences. Um yeah. yeah, and Spielberg actually suggested that the 
the MPA, which is the American um, Rating uh, Association, to alter their rating system because of that. Yeah. Right. And so what's this got to do with Christmas? Um, it's, it's held during Christmas. The whole... Yeah, okay. This this whole are the, are the, event was held during Christmas. Uh, I think I can't remember whether he bought the the creature as a pet as a present. Right. If I'm not mistaken, um, the audience will correct me anyway. But uh, yeah, in in yeah. In, <laughs> in the end, they they killed most of the gremlins by luring them by setting a cinema on fire uh, while they're watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Wow, I, I never knew yeah. that. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of quite, a little bit kind of like slightly naughty, but basically, if no, the, the first that, film that was sounds... pretty dark. I think the the, the yeah. sequels became more lighthearted. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what's the more? So what would you what's say the that, Christmas message for it? Are, are you asking? Oh, me this? I can okay. answer that. Um, <laughs> Do not feed your pets after midnight. That's a good message. That's a very good message. Also, don't go to the cinema to watch Snow White. I mean, it's on TV <laughs> all the time. Ridiculous. Um, so I, I did a bit more research because you know the dedicated podcaster I am, and uh, I watched another Christmas movie called Imaginatively Happy Christmas. Um, it's pretty obscure. Uh, it stars Anna Kendrick uh, as a uh, the sister of this guy. Okay. Um, she goes to stay with with him and his wife uh, over the Christmas period. Um, at the start of the film, she is someone who kind of takes a lot of drugs and gets drunk and the first night she's there she kind of passes out drunk and by the end of the film she only takes smaller amounts of drugs and drinks quite a lot uh-huh. it's not it, it's not really a massive transformation tale I'll be honest um, it's uh, is it Joe Swanberg something like that. There's, there's a, a director who um, basically most of his films are improv films so so this is no exception it's uh, all the dialogue is improvised so it's one of these kind of Here's where you're going to get to at the end of the scene. Just find your way there, kind of things. Um, and whenever I see a film that's improvised, I realise how great screenwriters <laughs> are because that's that's just a really weird way to make a film. It is. I mean, I, mean, I assume they go through a, f- a few takes rather than just saying, "Oh, I'll do." But you think, well, you can do so many brilliant screenwriters, so it's great dialogue, and you think, well, just rather than trusting the actors to make stuff up, why not, you know, write it? So it yeah, seems exactly. a bit odd. Um, when it's was this a, film released? Uh, two years ago. I don't. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm not sure it made it as far as cinemas. Um, Direct TV. Huh. Well, I think video on demand, possibly. Oh wow, um, that's obscure. Yeah, it's on Netflix, which is which is how I watched it. Um, Would you recommend I, it? Um, no. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's it's as pleasant a way as any to spend an hour and a half if you've got nothing else to do, but. Uh, no, I'm, I've just finished reading uh, Anna Kendrick's book, uh, Scrappy Little Nobody, which is kind of a autobiography, but with kind of just anecdotes and stuff a lot of the time. And I think she says it was her favourite film that she's ever made. Or certainly she says she really enjoyed making it, because it's basically just a group of friends on an incredibly low budget, just getting together and making a movie. I, I can understand why she enjoyed doing it. I think... I've said this before about Anna Kendrick, but she really makes some very strange choices in the films she makes. So <laughs> So I'm sure that was fun, but come on, Anna, you're better than that. Make a make a real film. Anyway, it's he's done a few different kind of improvised films. I say did um one called Digging for Fire, which I think is a bit better, and uh, one called Drinking Buddies, which I haven't seen yet. Um, yeah, I I can't I can't hand on heart to say you should all go and watch this. But and what's the Christmas to... message of that film? Uh, the great Christmas message is um, don't smoke too much weed, and Try not to burn pizzas. That was in there as well. That that is, um, yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I do not like burn pizzas in any way or form. No, there you go. Oh, they also kind of get together and write an erotic novel. That was a bit weird. Okay, um, let's move on. <laughs> um, second on my list, um, I'm moving more recently is uh, Home Alone. Home Alone, classic Christmas movie. I, I think classic I saw it... Classic Christmas film. When I was like eight or something. But, um, Do you see oh, the first Tom... hour as well? No, I, I actually saw that one all the way through, I think. Ah, cool. It, so it was released in 1990. Uh, did you know 
that it, Home Alone is the highest grossing live action comedy film of all time in the US. I did not know that. And, also, and I refuse I refuse to believe it. Uh, <laughs> and it also held the worldwide record until it was overtaken by the Hangover Part 2 in oh, 2011. <laughs> that's a bit of trivia for you. That's that's good trivia. Thank you. Um, and it had at least three sequels, didn't it? It had at least three sequels. So Home Alone... Scarlett, oh. I, think, I think Scarlett Johansson's in one of them. Yeah, anyway. so uh, young Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yes. Home Alone stars Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister, who was left behind when his family flew to Paris for their Christmas vacation. So it's very much a movie of its time, isn't it? Is it? It is. If someone if someone was left behind now, you just text them. Say, Sorry yep. about that. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. <laughs> I'll send it. I'll get an Uber. To yeah. Get you. Exactly. Uh, okay. So and there uh, are like and, two and, burglars as well. Okay. Played play by Joe Pesky and Daniel Stern. Do you know what the burglars are called, Colin? I think it's Joe Pesci, star Pesci. of Goodfellas. Um, yep. Anyway, um, no, I don't know what the burglars are called. Are they called, called uh, Bubble and Squeak? The Wet Bandits. Yes, because they always turn the taps on when they leave. Exactly. exactly. I remember. Yeah. And then, uh, basically, why it is, it's like a home invasion, kind of, but the house is booby-trapped with lots of things. Okay. And I was just going through the list of booby-traps. I was thinking, this is something that you would not want your kids to try doing no, ever was... to your house, because it's dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. What have we got? Uh, nail in the foot. Oof. Yep. Yep. Uh, hit in the face with a heated iron. I mean, like I. I that's the one I remember because, well, not least because after brief contact, it made a massive iron outline on the guy's face, <laughs> yes. which uh, doesn't seem like it happened. But which was hilarious at the time. Yeah, I do wonder how many kids got severely injured. What because they watched this film, thought they'd be amusing, and then like smashed their brother over the head with an iron or something. <laughs> Because I mean that's that's incredibly dangerous. I mean, this film presumably was a, like a, a PG or something. And I think surely, surely you shouldn't be showing this stuff to kids. Um, he also used a BB gun, um, sh- shooting them in the groin and forehead. And I'm pretty sure BB guns are painful as well. You get, yeah, you get incredible brain damage. Wow. That's just don't try this at home, kids. Do not try this at home. Do not oh, watch it at home. Yeah, don't try it outside the home either. Just to be just to be clear, yeah. you can't. You can't do this next door. I think that's a fair Christmas message from Home Alone, actually. So the Christmas message is don't, don't swing irons at people. <laughs> yeah, please don't. It's, it's really bad. Although the message of Home Alone seems to be the opposite, but let's 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 change that. Okay, good good Christmas message. Excellent. Have you seen any of the sequels? They... I I've seen the second one. That was the it's... one lost in New York, where it's there's a cameo by our president elect oh, good of God. the United States. When you say when you say our oh, president elect, to be clear, neither is American. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like Lost in New York though as well. I thought it was quite funny. There seemed to be a trend in the nineties of making sequels where people get lost in cities. I'm sure, Babe got lost in a city in Babe Two. Uh, Homeward Bound, Lost in San Francisco. Yep, if those were people, yeah, yeah, then you'll be absolutely. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you may remember our excellent animals episode where uh, I talked both about Babe and Homeward Bound. Um, yeah, maybe that trend will come back. Maybe we'll uh, we'll continue. Like we'll get. I just saw Arrival the other day. Arrival to Lost. Did you in like Arrival? Chicago. By the way, I did. It was very good. Very yeah. Um, uh, uh, very have you read the short story that it was based on? No, I didn't even know it was actually until uh, until that came. You should check it out. Um, you can find it on Google. Actually, it's called the Story of My Life by Ted Chiang. Okay. Um, yeah, I re- I actually read the short story first before I seen the film. So and yeah, I like the Good film. Look. Back to Christmas. Um, and the greatest Christmas movie of all time, uh, I will brook no argument here on this, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I've not seen that yet. What? Oh, I thought you were going to see it. I was playing too, but I never got around it. I had to pack to come home to Malaysia, okay? That's okay. my excuse. It's a wonderful film. Uh, take, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, and, and that's quite likely, uh, you should take away the fact that you should go and watch It's a Wonderful Life. It stars the great Jimmy Stewart, one of my favourite actors, um, as George Bailey, uh, who's a, a banker in a, a small town in America, and 
I don't want to get spoil things for you, Zijan, so I'll, I'll, I'll be kind of at a high level talking this through. But, um, <laughs> I kind of know what I, happens, though. Okay. Well, uh, basically, uh, lo- loads of bad stuff happens to him, and uh, and he gets an argument with his, his wife and runs out into the snow and says, I, I wish I were dead, basically. I think life would be better for everyone else if I wasn't around. And he's standing on this bridge, about to throw himself off, and uh, an angel called Clarence, if I remember rightly, hmm. um, says, you don't want to kill yourself, George. Let me show you what life would be like if you weren't here. And then much of the movie is him kind of going around seeing all uh, how life would be if he had never existed. And, uh, well, I won't spoil the ending, but it really is a wonderful life. Um, do, it's, do you tear up in this film? Yes. Yes. Uh, there are <laughs> no one, no one can watch It's a Wonderful Life without a, a slight moisten, moistening of the eyes, I would say. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite as uh, as emotionally grinding as the end of Homer Bound, which, as as we've previously discussed, is the is uh, is, is barely watchable. It's so uh, tear inducing, but it's a wonderful life. You will you will cry when you watch it, but you will not regret it. It's an absolutely fantastic film. I should have said this all happens at Christmas to tie it into the Christmas theme because it does. There's a Christmas tree and people sing Christmas carols and things. Um, so and you watch it every Christmas? Um. No, I, I I have I usually watch it around Christmas time. It feels like it does feel like a film you should watch around Christmas. Um, it's not like it's a tradition, but I I expect I will be digging it out sometime in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. to give it a watch. Weirdly, on its first release, it was regarded as being too dark. I guess because of the whole suicide attempt, um, but because it's, it's viewed as a kind of really cheering, jolly Christmas film now. But um, it's got quite some dark motifs going through it as well. Oh. Uh, I have and to check this it out. one, this one does have a, a cheering message, uh, yeah. which is everyone is important. I guess is the message. Aww. Merry Christmas, go. everyone! <laughs> exactly. Except this podcast will be two weeks before Christmas, I think. So, yeah, once yes. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, Mer- Merry Christmas indeed. Um, we'll have at least one podcast before Christmas. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true as well. I'm sure I'll wish you a Merry Christmas then as well. <laughs> um, my favourite Christmas film. Oh, yes. As far as I've seen, anyway. <laughs> Funnily enough, it's uh, this uh, animated film. I'm you pretty love sure, your animated films, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure many people have not heard of it or have not seen this before. It's called Arthur Christmas. I have seen uh, the poster for it, but I don't know anything about it, really. Yeah, so I went to watch this with much trepidation because it wasn't done by Disney. Or Pixar. Okay. And, yeah, I know. So um, you you have to be a bit selective when it comes to watching animated films. <laughs> um, mm. And this wasn't done by either Disney or Pixar, but it had a stellar um, voice cast. Though I mean, you have James McAvoy. Okay. You have Hugh Laurie, um, Jim Broadbent, Bill Nye. This so, sounds like it's a Brit- a British film. Yeah, it's a very British film. So it stars Arthur Christmas, um, who is Santa's youngest son who must deliver a bicycle to an overlooked girl before Christmas morning dawns. That's okay. basically the, the broad overall story about it. It's just um, Santa's family. There's the current Santa who is going to retire soon and he's going to um, give his help to either his first son who is Steve, obviously right. Steve Christmas, <laughs> um, right. who is very militaristic, very like efficient, like we'll do this, do this and this and that's why he doesn't care about the little girl who has, who was overlooked. He, okay. He said that he can, she can get her present the next day, and you have the younger son who is Arthur, who, who wants to just, um, capture the spirit of Christmas and just, you know, try and help and be good and be giving. He he, he sounds like the one we're supposed to root for. Yeah, you should be. It's, it's a namesake on the film. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, and yeah, that, it, sounds, that sounds cheering. That sounds like it has a has a great Christmas message. It does, and yeah, and it brought my my eyes were moist, moistened as well. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the so phrase I'm going to use. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it has a good good Christmas message. Yeah, be nice, be good. What more can you ask for, right? And if a kid wants a bicycle, get them a damn bicycle. That's Definitely. A, which uh, reminds me of my of a Christmas joke. Uh, how do how do snowmen get around? Snowmobile. By icicle. 
Um, <laughs> good one, good one. There you go. I, I can't, I can't claim credit for that one, but that's. Uh, um, it By turns the way, out th- that was my last oh, Christmas yeah. film. So you may really, to... oh, I, okay, I've got loads, but um, yeah, I know. Uh, it turns out that I don't really like most Christmas films. Um, so let's let's rattle through some bad ones. Um, the Family Stone. That's I the one that, that stars Sarah Jessica Parker. So Jessica Parker, it's got Rachel McAdams, it's got Claire Danes, it's got men as well, probably. Um, did you watch it because of Rachel McAdams? I did watch it because of Rachel McAdams, who who is delightful in that film, as is Claire Danes, actually. Um, but it's absolute garbage. Uh, it's uh, is this girl... I, I, it's been a while since I watched it, so I may get some of the plot details slightly wrong. Um, but this girl brings home a guy, and he seems. it turns out he's not actually that great. Uh, and then he dates one of the other sisters and no one seems to care. That's the plot line, uh, kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, just don't watch that film. It's not very good. Um, I've also got here The Holiday. I did not like that film at all. You must have seen The Holiday. Cameron, yes, Kate Winslet, Jack Black and Jude Law. Correct. Uh, my, my brother sometimes claims that Kate Winslet never makes bad movies. I would go back with The Holiday. <laughs> The, the idea is um, Kate Winslet and Jack Black and Cameron Diaz and Jude Law, as you say, they're in two different couples and then they kind of trade continents and form different couples. The films I don't like, I don't remember the plot lines of very well. Um, <laughs> they, they swapped, didn't they? They, they, they? It was a bit of a holiday swap, yeah. Yeah, holiday yeah. swap, the exchange. Um, yeah. um, and they fell in the, love with each other's counterparts or something? Something like that. Let's go with that. That seems that seems believable. Um, it's been a long time, I think, since Cameron Diaz has cared whether the film she makes are any good or not. Um, but the, well, the the main thing I remember in it is uh, is a cameo by Dustin Hoffman, uh, which I enjoyed. Where uh, I think Jack Black is is extolling the virtues of Simon and Garfunkel music and sings to uh, Mrs. Robinson, and Dustin Hoffman obviously starred in The Graduate, which has that that soundtrack. Kind of says, "Oh, I can't get away from it." Wanders off. I enjoyed that. Um, Scrooged. A lot of people love Scrooged. Some people have told me it's their favorite Christmas movie. Um, it stars Bill Murray in a in a modern and by modern I mean nineteen eighties retelling of uh, a Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Uh, he's a TV executive. He has a long rambling speech at the end. I didn't enjoy that film very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to be. You know, Christmas is all about giving and love. Um, I shouldn't be going. Acceptance, I to, call it acceptance, tolerance. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to do the, uh, the the Christmas messages from those films. Um, the Christmas message from Scrooge is that some people love Bill Murray so much they'll watch anything he does. Right. Um, we've got I've got Love Actually on this film. You must have seen Love Actually. I've seen the end of Love Actually. I've seen right. some stories of Love Actually. It's like I've seen the Karen Knightley story. Okay. Of love actually, you, I, don't, I don't know why those things. How, how how have you just seen one of the stories? They intertwine. No, you, you can just like you know pick out the ones oh. that you want to watch on the YouTube or something. Yeah, on YouTube. Um, I think I think Love Actually is an underrated film. A lot of people turn their noses up at Love Actually, but I think it's it's a it's got a great cast. I mean, Emma Thompson, Brinsley, Liam Neeson, Bill Nye, Kieran Knightley, as you say. A great Chris Marshall plays a character called Colin. That's always good to good to see. And there's a Colin uh, playing. There's Colin Firth. Colin Firth is, is in it. He's great. Uh, the late Alan Rickman is is in it. He's he's great in it. And uh, they, yeah, I think um, if if you if you have a, a heart of stone, you will not enjoy love actually. Um, but it, it kind of it looks in lots of different types of love. You've got Laura Linney in it. She's playing a sister. You've got a kind of very uh, um, traditional love stories. You've got some, of course, Hugh Grant. I forgot to mention the, the main character. In it. I mean, actually, <laughs> um, You've got kind of tales of adultery. You've got kind of young love. It's, it's a it's a fun old film. It's a fun old film. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, let's go one more. Because I, I got a list of some here that I don't really remember. Like Santa Claus the movie is very good. But I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. Other than I enjoyed it a lot as a kid. But no, the last one, Die Hard. Um, which has been suggested by my friend Rich, my friend Ollie, as, as the greatest Christmas film ever made. Um, it is set in Christmas. Exactly. That's it's not your traditional Christmas film. No. In as much as it's about terrorists taking over a, an office block, um, which you don't 
which I mean, I've, I say I've not seen Arthur Christmas, but were there any terrorists taking over office blocks in that one? No. No. Well, she didn't okay. get her bicycle. She didn't get her bicycle. No. She got oh, it no. again. <sighs> Don't do that to me. Um, <laughs> So Die Hard, I must admit, the first time I saw Die Hard, I wasn't actually that impressed. I've seen it again a couple of times, and I, I, I do, I do like it. I'm not really an action film guy, um, so I don't love it in the way that many people do. But it's uh, Bruce Willis puts in a good performance back in the days when he actually cared uh, how good his films were. You should do something to Cameron Diaz. Um, He's okay now, knows. isn't he? What, what has he been doing recently? What's the last uh, one? What's the last one that I honestly couldn't tell you? Yeah, me he, neither, actually. He's it's done a lot sad. of low... Yeah, he does a lot of lot of films, and some of them... Red, he was in be. Red, wasn't he? And Red, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed Red. But he, I mean, he turned up, like, he turned up in G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. I mean, you don't need to do that, Bruce. Come on, man. Uh, he, he likes the money. In fact, he was, he, he was kicked out of Expendables 3 for asking for a massive pay rise. Um, and sliced alone. Had a bit of a rant about him on Twitter. Uh, anyway, Die Hard, if you listen to this, you either have seen Die Hard or you don't want to see Die Hard. <laughs> so it's not really <laughs> talk too much more about it. But uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great action film as, these, as, as action films go. Alan Rickman, his first ever film role, um, is brilliant in that film. One of the great... Oh, I didn't know it was his first ever film role. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he don't obviously uh, act in like theatre, have you? But that was that was the first film he ever made, which is incredible, really. Oh, uh, wow. Oh, yeah, I um, yeah, so uh, and, and it's at Christmas, and the Christmas message we learnt from Die Hard is yes. uh, don't don't mess with John McClane, um, which is good advice that's, to this that's day. Fair enough, that's great advice for anyone. Yep. Really. Okay, that's 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 Christmas done and dusted. Uh, if you've <laughs> got a, if you've got a favourite Christmas film we didn't cover, let yeah. us know. Uh, yeah. C to Z of movies at gmail dot com, or we're on Twitter uh, at C to Z of movies. Or uh, Zijan is somewhere in Malaysia. I'm in Bristol. You'll find us. Um, and I'm sorry that we didn't mention the Muppets Christmas Carol next year. We'll do that one. Good let's idea. move on. Let's move on to actor factor. Um, and uh, and this before time that Colin, before that, Colin. Oh, oh, okay. okay. How did Scrooge win the football game? Uh, okay, how did Scrooge win the football game? It's got to be something to do with uh, winning goal, winning goal, the the, the goal, goal of Christmas. Future, no, no, I don't know. Oh, so close, Colin. The ghost of Christmas past. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, oh. good. So oh. close. So, so close. close. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, so we have actor factor. We have Nicholas Cage, and it turns out I have seen very few Nicholas Cage films. It's very weird though, because I've been checking his IMDb profile, and he does like four films every single year. <laughs> He, he makes I, a yeah. He makes a lot of films. I've seen six. Yeah, I've seen three, and no, well, I think I've seen maybe f- four or five actually, but two of them I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Most of his films that he's made wasn't very memorable, and I'm sorry I chose this, but it's a good thing that we are slowly running out of time, so we don't have to go through in much detail. That is true. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, I've seen The Rock. Uh, which is him and Sean Connery trying to break into Alcatraz. I like that film, actually. Yeah, I saw it very recently. Mm. I enjoyed the first hour. Yes, I enjoyed the first And then it kind of just got into kind of a traditional shoot-em-up action stuff, and that's, I say, not really my thing. So uh, I kind of stopped paying attention. I, I enjoyed the fact that um, some people suggested that Sean Connery is actually playing James Bond in that film. <laughs> Cause, cause that, that, that's quite clever, actually. Because he's playing, he's playing a British uh, agent who's been captured by the Americans and, and kept in Alcatraz for for many many years. Well, not Alcatraz, kept in uh, Alcatraz for many years. And the suggestion is, yes, he actually is James Bond uh, in the continuation because obviously all the the, the timings would work up. And was, uh, oh, I need to rewatch it now with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen adaptation. Um, I've not seen adaptation. It's it's a weird film. It's, it's uh, Charlie Kaufman who you know who does weird films. Uh, so it's kind of very postmodern meta kind of thing of, of Nicolas Cage is playing both the Kaufman brothers um, and also he's writing about uh, I can't remember the character's name Mer- Meryl Streep um, and you kind of see something happening you see some of him writing it you see some of what could be happening if he was writing it it's, 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 it's Very weird meta. yes I enjoyed it um, I think 
it's, it's one of the things that maybe if you think think about it for ages, it makes you kind of you get a lot more from it. Or maybe it's just they're throwing lots of stuff at it to to kind of give a impact without necessarily having a detailed understanding behind the scenes. But um, yeah, I enjoyed watching that. But my favorite, oh yeah, so I've seen National Treasure. I don't remember anything about it. Um, but my favorite uh, Nicolas Cage film is Face Off, which is I have it on my list as well. Hilarious. So <laughs> it's possible to do that by transferring your face mm. onto John Travolta's face. Yes, and therefore taking over his life. I mean, I like the idea that John Travolta's wife doesn't notice that it's just Nicolas Cage with a different face. I mean, she doesn't notice a dramatically different, well, completely different bodies, for example. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just a face that they've changed. <laughs> That's like... Good. Yeah, I just think if I if I just walked some like if I just put John Travolta's face on and walked around, people would think I was John Travolta. I don't know. Uh, but it's a great. I mean, it's as silly as film as you'll ever see, but it's great fun. So that's my favorite Nicolas Cage film. Over to you. Yeah, most of my Nicolas Cage films I've seen was um, were released before the year two thousand. Okay. Actually, which goes to show his basically the quality of his films slowly and slowly just. Not in my... <laughs> I just didn't like right. them anymore. So I've seen The Rock. I've seen Face Off. I've seen National Treasure, which I still like. I like National Treasure. Probably because it had this Dan Brown vibe with it, which I know you hate Dan yes, Brown. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> we all know how much you hate Dan Brown, Colin. <laughs> you don't even bring it up again. But it's just a fun adventure and there's some weird conspiracy theory going on, which I always enjoy. You know, it's like a treasure hunt. I like treasure hunts. So that's why it's got treasure in the title, I guess. Exactly. Um, uh, apart from those three... I've seen Corner. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, I like it a lot. <laughs> it's really fun. It's basically about a bunch of prisoners uh, uh, on a plane. They broke out and then they took control of the plane. Okay. Basically, a cons on air. You know, con men in air. I see. Clever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was enjoyable. It was, it was funny. And I've seen City of Angels. And it's like and it's like aircon but backwards. It's like aircon but backwards. Uh, I don't think they meant anything by that. Do you reckon? I don't know. <laughs> and the last film I've seen is City of Angels. With uh, with Meg Ryan? With Meg Ryan, yeah. It's about um the angels around us right now. Um Guardian Angels watching each and every one of us and Mac Like Ryan's, it's a wonderful life. Like it? it's a wonderful life and Mac Ryan's Guardian Angel is Nicolas Cage. What will you do, Colin, if you find out your Guardian Angel was Nicolas Cage? Um <laughs> <laughs> I would panic, I think. <laughs> yeah. He, he has and, may- a- and maybe dress up as a black Abraham Lincoln. That, that might help. <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he has a certain look. Um it's quite a slow moving film. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Mac Ryan's best film. Um oh. it, it was it was very slow. It wasn't very memorable. Okay. The only thing that I remember mostly from it was that you know the Goo Goo Dolls song Iris? Yes. You like the song? I do. Great it song. was actually written yeah. for that film. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're, le- we're learning a lot about songs in films today. So. Yeah, and the, the lyrics um, would they, they relate to the film if you've seen a film before. Does she does she play a character called Iris? Uh no, she okay. But, oh, well. yeah, it's basically he falls in love with her, but he can't reach her because he's an angel. Because he's a guardian angel, I see. Um, okay. So what what would you say is your favorite Nicolas Cage film? Face Off. <laughs> Face Off. There we go. Definitive. Yeah. Um, he was also in The Crudes, which I've seen bits of. But, uh, there you go. Uh, that's Nicolas Cage. To be honest, people talk him up. I was looking through the IMDb list of all the many many films he's made that I haven't seen, and and. There weren't really many. Maybe Raising Arizona, I'd like to see at some point. But the rest, nothing else on that list. I thought, oh, I really should have seen that. What about Ghost Rider? I maintain nothing else on that list I think I should have seen. (laughs) So uh, so there you go, Nicholas Cage, done and dusted. Um, You're not going to be here in uh, in a couple of weeks' time, Zijan. But to give you a month's month's, uh, preview. Jeez, uh, okay, go on. (laughs) Humor me. Uh, It's going to be Emma Stone next time. Oh, Emma Stone, are we doing it just before La La Land? We are indeed doing it just before La La Land. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll okay. do that. Um, which puts us on to our final segment, uh, the quiz. Before that, uh, Colin, where... before that. All right, okay, yep. Okay. What do they sing at a snowman's birthday party? Uh, they sing Freeze a Jolly Good Fellow. 
That's right. I, Hilarious. <laughs> Classic Christmas joke. Um, right. On to the quiz, where if you are a first-time listener, you will need to be told that uh, we, we write each other five quiz questions uh, on a particular topic, we test each other, and then I win. Um, nice. <laughs> I, I can't actually remember what the scores are. I, I think I'm winning overall. Um, you are winning that's, overall. That's, that's the important thing. And in fact, I think I've got five out of five in each of the last two quizzes. Yeah. And so, so, uh, so this time I didn't bother researching anything. <laughs> so let's see what it goes. <laughs> uh, just so you know, Colin, um, this yes. is based on the first four Harry Potter films, right? That is correct. And yes. to keep in with the theme of this podcast, my oh, questions yeah. are all based on the Christmas parts of the Harry Potter Ooh, films. Ooh, clever. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Okay, well, go f- why don't you go first since this is your, your topic? Yep. So, question one. In Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, who did Harry receive his father's cloak of inv- invisibility over Christmas from? Uh, that came from Albus Dumbledore, didn't it? That's right. One nil. Uh, I didn't think of that. So, uh, question one: Which Scottish actor was nominated for a BAFTA for Best Supporting Actor for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? Um, it was Hagrid, Robbie Coltrane. Correct. Well done. Yeah. One all. Question two: So, why did Harry, Ron, and Hermione stay back over Christmas in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Ooh. Um, see, the thing is, I remember the books better, and, and this was definitely in the book. Um, did they stay back because there was an outbreak of dragonpox? No, Colin. They stayed back because they wanted to interrogate Draco Malfoy over Christmas. He was staying back. Uh, so they yes. did Polyjuice Potion. And of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, question two. Uh, who played Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Okay, I know the guy who played Dumbledore died. I can't remember which film he passed away in. But I think he passed away before film three. So film two was Richard Harris? Correct. You are you are right. He, he died, uh, I think, shortly around the time the film was released. 2-1. Yeah. Question okay. three for me. <clears throat> um, Sirius gave Harry a firebolt for Christmas to replace his Nimbus 2000. But why did Harry's old room need a replacing in the first place? It, it was broken. <laughs> I need more details than that, Colin. Um, he probably crashed to the ground and it broke at that point. No, it was blown no. into the Whomping Willow, Colin. Remember? Ah, uh, it's all coming back to me. This is yeah. why I should do some research. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, question three. Uh, who directed Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Uh, classic Collins directing question. Exactly. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Correct. I don't know how to pronounce his last name at all. Uh, not the way. That's close enough. Mm. Question four. Who was Harry's date to the Yule Ball, an event which is held on Christmas night of the Triwizard Tournament year? Oh, dear me. Um, was that... I see. In, in my head, I got the word Pretty Patel, who was a uh, a, a member of Parliament. Um, so it's something like that. Pravinda Patel. Do you want to go for that? Yeah. It's poverty, Patel. Half more. Poverty, poverty, uh, and her sister okay. Padma was going with Ron. So you're not give, you're not giving me a mark for that one. I give you half a mark. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, okay. I think I think I've got this one lost. Um, but here's question four. Uh, it's actually about the uh, the, the Yule Ball. Okay. Um, who who plays the lead singer of the band which plays at the Yule Ball in Harry Potter? And oh the really? Wow. Oh cool. <laughs> please don't Do tell me. Do you have an answer? Please don't tell me it's J.K. Rowling as a cameo. That is so <laughs> awesome, though. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that because I don't know the answer, but it's J.K. Rowling. Uh, no, it's Jarvis Cocker. Uh, who's a lead singer of Pulp, because the band was made up of real musicians from various different bands. Oh, okay. Um, unfortunately, because I only had four films, so I can't come up with five questions based on Christmas. So the last one is just yep. a generic overall one on the film series. Okay. Um, but John Williams composed the music for the first three films, but who composed the music for the fourth? Oh, dear. I have no idea. Uh, John Smith. <laughs> it's Patrick Doyle. 
Which is weird, because I definitely read this, because my question five is, who provided the score for each of the first three films? <laughs> it's John Williams. John Williams. A crushing four, one and a half uh, victory for you there. Well, if you read the books before, you you would have. You could have kind of... I could have, I having having you know, read them all several times. <laughs> I just I'm old now. I can't remember stuff. Um, congratulations! Uh, the quiz next time is on the the Die Hard films. This is the one for the New Year, New Year's Eve. Yes, yeah, so I say next time. I mean the next time that you and I are together. Um, when I'm with James Lee next week, uh, the quiz will be on Star Wars because he is a, a Star Wars expert, and it will not ca- count towards our ongoing tallies because he will definitely win. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I won't be here in the next two weeks, guys. So I'll end this with a knock knock joke. Alright, okay. Knock knock. Who's there? Hannah. Hannah who? Hannah Partridge in the pear tree. <laughs> <laughs>